Christ is perfect because it has the power to convert the souls of men. Lord, indeed, we bear witness that the word of Christ can convert the souls of men. We are witnesses because our own souls were first converted that we could be able to stand and join you, Jesus, even in this work as co-laborers with you. Lord, today you are using the same word even through these yielded verses. Lord, to convert souls of men to yourself again. To build the body of Christ, O oh Lord, and give it shape, even as you have determined before the foundation of the earth. We ask you today that the same work that the apostles of all finish and hand over to the men that hand it over to us, we ask you, Lord Jesus, that even today, cause that word, O oh Lord, to come to us with power again. We ask that the people that will receive it outside this country, in this country, O Lord, let it bring deliverance to their lives. Let it impact them, O Lord. Let it convert their souls, O Lord. Let the plans of the wicked be revealed over their lives. Let none of them be a captive of the devil anymore. Let all the ignorance in their life that has made the enemy to sit on their life, let it be over forever. Thank you, Father. Build your church by yourself. Let the gates of hell not be able to prevail. Let our brothers, O God, whom you have called together with us, cause them, O Lord, to receive, O God, even this encrafted world. Let it, O Lord, make them to be enlightened. Let them serve Jesus with all humility and joy in their heart, fulfilling that which you called all of us into. In Jesus' most precious name we are prayed. Are we saying amen? We started studying Thessalonians from 1st Thessalonians we went to 2nd Thessalonians 2nd Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 6 are we saying amen because what we are discussing is not just a mere story or a talk we are actually looking at the scriptures as God is helping us to come to that realization that God wants us to come to and also as the body of Christ that God will help us at the same time even to be built up. That we also can partner with him as co-laborers to see that this revival come back to the body of Christ. Like we've said earlier that many of our brethren whom we love and we say bless their souls. Maybe because of one challenge or the other they have moved away from this gospel that our Lord Jesus Christ passed over to the disciples and the disciples also passed over unto us. And we have seen gradually that many are moving away from this truth that is found in Christ Jesus alone that has become a great burden in the heart of the Lord a time like this. And we must not forget that Jesus is coming. We must not forget that and that is why 
it become a great burden for every one of us to labor and ask the Lord that even as we wait for the coming of Christ, that the world also will be prepared and be ready. That our Lord Jesus will not come and meet the world, most especially the church, not being ready. Hallelujah. Now, we know there are so many distractions in the world, but we will try as much as we can not to get distracted too as the disciples of Christ, so that our focus will remain on Christ, even in the midst of all the challenges and distractions that we are seeing a time like this. Are we saying amen? Now, as we start today's study, let's quickly go back again to that second Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 1. We use that as the base of our study, even last time and today again. Are we saying amen? We look at that scripture and we are trusting the Lord to help us again today as we look at that scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 1. Let's see it from Amplified Bible. Let's look at it from Amplified Bible, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. Furthermore, brethren, do pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed on, spread rapidly and run its course and be glorified, extolled, and triumph, even as it has done with you. Hallelujah. We look at that scripture at the major base, as our brother began to speak to us. And he said, we are asking you to pray for us, for what reason? That the gospel, please note, the focus is the gospel. The focus is the gospel. The focus is the gospel. It's not denomination thing. It's not a denomination thing. It's not about me. It's about the gospel of Christ. It's not about any minister. It's not about any brother. It's about the gospel of Christ. How it will speed on. So that it can cover every look and cranny. Before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And not just the gospel, but this kind of gospel that Jesus handed over to his apostles. That gospel that can convert the souls of men, like our brother said here, he said, even as it has done with you. That same gospel that could be able to convert us. That gospel that separated us from the world and bring us to Christ. It's not every kind of gospel can be able to achieve that. But that gospel... That we heard that made us to come to Christ. He said, what we are saying that you should pray for is that that same gospel which has been committed into our hands can gain speed. Hallelujah. He said, furthermore, brethren, do pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed on. He wants the gospel to speed on. Even as we are talking about it now, we say it has entered Vietnam, it has entered South Africa, that's enter South Korea. But the question is, what kind of gospel is that that is entering there? Like we've seen, it's not only this gospel that entered there. Some other kind of gospel can still spread. It can still spread. But we say, let this particular gospel that God has commissioned us to preach to our own generation, let it speed on. Our brother said, pray that this one will speed on. He said, not only speed it on, he says, spread rapidly 
and run its course and be glorified, extolled and triumph even as it has done with you. Are we saying amen? Now it became the trouble. The concern of these apostles is that this gospel will do what? Will gain speed. He said that should be the prayer. That should be what you should pray for. That should be what you should pray for. He said it's not any other thing we are asking you to pray for. This is where the whole thing lies. If this gospel is being hindered, there will be a problem. If this gospel will not run its course, there will be a problem. If this gospel will not be rapid in its spreading to everywhere, there is an issue. Jesus, if he comes, we might discover that many people are not prepared. Many people are not prepared. And again, he began to show us the issue that might cause this gospel not to spread. That's one of the major things that our brother Paul began to discuss here. And we look at that in verse 6. In verse 6, we began to see a matter that he raised. We started it from verses 1, we go to 2 to 5. But in 6, he now started showing us another issue, a major issue that we should look at. That can be a hindrance in making this gospel to gain speed and spread rapidly and run its course and speed on and triumph even in the life of others and be extolled and be glorified. He began to show us another issue again. He began to make us to see that we might even stand and preach people and we would know that the gospel we are preaching them cannot have its right course. It cannot run rapidly. It cannot spread fast. It can be hindered. In verses, let's go to verses. It said, now, we charge you, brethren, in the name and on the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that you withdraw and keep away from every brother, fellow believer, who is lack in the performance of duty and is disorderly, living as a shaker, and not walking in accord with the traditions and instructions that ye have received from us. That ye have received from us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we look at that word from another translation so that we will understand the word he used there. The word he used there when he said, as a shaker, as a shaker. That word shake means to deliberately avoid doing something you should do. Because you are lazy. To deliberately avoid something that you should do. Because you are what? You are lazy. That is the word check. Now Abba Paul said. For those who deliberately avoid doing things which they should do. Because they are lazy. And they start doing what they ought not to do. Thereby making the gospel of Christ to be hindered. Instead of the gospel of Christ gaining speed. Instead of it moving rapidly, entering everywhere, because of their laziness, because of their laziness, this ones has hindered the gospel of Christ. They hindered the gospel of Christ. And they began to show us how it affected us as ministers, mostly. They began to show us how it affected the church also. Both the people that are sitting at the pew, because they don't understand. Are we saying amen? Please, are we understanding that? Verse 7. He continued. In verse 7 of that scripture, 
He said, for you yourselves know how it is necessary to imitate our example. For we were not disorderly to enshrine of duty. When we were with you, we were not idle. In verses 8, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but we toiled and struggled. We walked night and day that we might not be a burden or impose on any of you for our support. Or impose on any of you for our support. Verses 9, he said, It was not because we do not have a right to such support, but we wish to make ourselves an example for you to follow. Verses 10, For while we were yet with you, we gave you this rule and charge. If anyone will not work, neither let him eat. In verses 11, he said, Indeed, we hear that some among you are disorderly, that they are passing their lives in idleness, neglectful of duty, being busy with other people's affairs instead of their own, and doing no work. In verses 12, now we charge and exhort such persons as ministers in him, exhorting those in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, that they walk in quietness and earn their own food and other necessities. Verses 13, and as for you, brethren, do not become weary or lose heart in doing right, but continue in well-doing without weakening. Are we saying amen? Are we saying amen? Now, we start our study as we go back to that verse 6 again. Our brother Paul began to address. He wasn't addressing only the brothers that are sitting at the pew. He was also addressing his fellow ministers. He was addressing his fellow ministers. And our brother Paul raised this issue that has caused this trouble of the word of Christ gaining speed and access into the heart of men quickly and fast. It has become a hindrance even in the body of Christ today that many people are beginning to pick offense against Christ. Even in the church. Because of this deviation, we look at the first charge that he gave to us which is the major prayer. He said, pray for me. I want the word of Christ to speed on. We want the word of Christ to do what again? Rapidly spread. Without any hindrance. Now in the course he raised a major issue. The issue of providing for the ministers. The issue of providing for the ministers. As a major issue. The issue of also providing for the church, for the members of the church, as a major issue that can hinder this gospel from spreading fast, from gaining speed. The major reason why this gospel has not gained speed, even while we pray and pray and pray, we have seen people in the social media challenging ministers and saying you are speaking fallacy. We have seen people in the social media contesting and contending with the gospel of Christ, because of the issue of provision, we have seen many places today in the body of Christ where people sit at the pew. Even when you preach any kind of gospel, no matter how you are sweating, 
they are watching you carefully with another eye to see where you're going to. And our brother said, hey, wait. Let's discuss this. He said, what is causing it? He said, what causes it is because men have refused to walk. They have decided to be idle and say that God called them into ministry. And they say the name of their ministry is full-time ministry. <laughs> Apostle Paul said, no, it's not like that. Look at what he said in verses. He said, now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which ye have received of us, which he received from us. What are the teachings that the apostles handed over to us? To hand over to the church, he said, first, you should know that teaching. And in verse 7, he began to show us their own example, how they lived. He said, this is what we taught them. This is how it should be. It shouldn't be the other way around. I was in a church where they are telling members that the rent of their pastor has expired. Do they want them to ask the pastor to leave? Do they want them to chase the pastor out? And I look at the member they were talking to. Some of them, I know them. Some selling granite. Some selling banana. And they are telling them that the rent of the pastor is 600,000 naira. And I was in the church listening to them. It was really funny. 600,000. 600,000. And I look at the congregation. They were telling that the rent of the pastor is 600,000. I was just watching them. Before you know, they started launching. And they passed pepper everywhere. After they finished passing pepper. Even when they look at the pepper, I know they won't get up to 20,000 that day. And the rent is 600,000. 600,000. The same church again I've gone to. They say pastor's appreciation day. Some women are bringing two cups of granite. Some are bringing soap. Some are bringing oil. Some are bringing all manner. Our brother began to show us. He said, do you want this gospel to have a free course? To move rapidly? My brothers, there are things we ought to do. If we don't do that, this gospel will be hindered. Even within the people that are with you. Now, do you know, for this gospel to move faster, it can't move only through me. It can't move only through me. You cannot spread the gospel you don't believe in. You can never spread the gospel you don't believe in. It's only the man that believes in the gospel that can spread it. And so I want to be part of it. I want to spread this one. This one is the one that I want. And you know that our congregation, as you are looking at them, as you are looking at them, they are watching you. They know every step you are taking. They know every bit of what you are doing. So as you come and ask them, bring crayfish. Pastor's Appreciation Day. They will start announcing it two weeks before the time. As they are announcing Pastor's Appreciation Day, the whole church is vibrating. And I discovered that today, even the pastor go and hold meeting with some of the closest elders. And some of the closest deacons. And he will tell them what he will like. Oh, I have some need, oh, if you are presenting for this, we present even if it's the car. I need car. Please tell them. And the elder will come and say, you know, brethren, that our pastor don't have car. If it is this year, let's use car to do appreciation for him. Please, will the gospel you are preaching have such cause in the life of the man? Can it grow 
in the life of such a man? Can he ever grow in the life of such members? It cannot grow. It can't grow. It cannot grow. It can't have free course. As you release it, it will bounce back. They'll say, wait, who is saying this thing? This man. This man, are you they talk this thing? Make we watch you well again. <laughs> they have hidden the truth that is in Christ. They have brought another kind of gospel to us in the church. And our brother said, number one, we want to start with showing you this. In verses, now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourself from every brother that walked disorderly. And God said, these men are walking disorderly. They are not walking in order according to the commandment we received from the Lord. They are walking disorderly. Whether you call them big man, whether you call them small man, I don't care who they call them. Our brother said, they have not received that from us. We are the one that stayed with Christ. He taught us. We handed this over to you. Why should you listen to them and not listen to us? He said, withdraw. Withdraw from every brother that walked disorderly. And not after the tradition which he received from us. Which he received from us in verse 7. He now started showing on the tradition. In verse 7, he showed us, he said, For yourself know how ye ought to follow us. The body of Christ, people have moved away and they are following men. He said, you ought to follow us. Because we follow Christ. You ought to follow us. We follow Christ. We saw him. We stayed with him. He taught us. He carried us to the mount. He taught us everything. How we get our support. He taught us how to support the church. It's not what men are teaching us who should follow. We should follow what he taught us. Look at our example. Look at us. If you don't follow our example, you get yourself into mess. You get yourself into mess. They can shout and shout and jump up and down. Build one big thing that God did not call. They are following other ministers. They want to be like them. They are not following the people they need to follow. And taking it one step after the other. You see some children of God are suffering their world. They are carrying all they have. They are dropping for them. And God never called for it. God never called for it. God never called for it. And what did he say? He said they are walking disorderly. He said for yourselves. Know how you ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly. Among you. We never behave ourselves disorderly among you. And in verse 8. He shows us what it means to behave disorderly. In verse 8. Our brother begin to open our eyes to show us what does it mean to behave disorderly. He showed us number one, verses eight. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught. That is the fourth disorderliness. Eating the bread of your congregation for naught. He said, Neither have we eaten the bread of any for naught. Today we see, Pastor, when you know a brother is selling shoe, he will see the one that's good. Brother, bring the shoe. When he brings the shoe, oh, this is good, this is good, brother. Okay, you can go. The Lord bless you. We'll see you later. He will take the shoe without pain. Without pain. The brother will stay three months. He'll be saying, Ah, Pastor, I've not paid me. 
You see, Pastor, he would just be walking around his office so that the pastor will see him and remember that he's owing him. He'd be walking around his office. Walking around. Pastor will see him. Oh, brother, how are you? Are you doing good? Okay, later now I'll see you. He'd be doing like this. What is making him ogre? He said, we did not eat anybody's bread for free. Without charge. We didn't engage them to walk without charge. We didn't engage them. We did not do that. We didn't do that. We did not engage them to walk without price. Without price. We didn't do that. We didn't know they know how to paint. Who said, come paint the whole of my house. Make it look very neat. They finished painting the whole place. Say, brother, the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. I don't know you have wonderful work like this. Nida, 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 nida. Every door that is shut against you, open, open, open. You are eating the bread of the man for free. Pastor, stop. You are eating his bread without charge. You are eating his bread without charge. You have the money to pay. Why not tell him before he starts painting? I don't have money. I don't have money to pay you. We don't have money. Let's agree. Can you do it for me, my brother? You will keep your mouth shut. He will finish. You will now tell him, okay, brother, the Lord bless you. Don't worry, we'll see. We'll see. He's walking disorderly. He is not walking in order. He's walking disorderly. He's walking disorderly. Some of them have gone to the house of their brethren and rent a house of one million, one million naira from their brother and they have not paid for five years. Why not he relocates and go to where he can pay so that the gospel of Christ can have a free course in his mouth? So that the gospel of Christ can have a free course. That's why I know where my level is. I don't try to go to where my level is not. And you hear our brother said, we did not eat anyone's bread free of charge. Instead, we labored and toyed, walking night and day, so that we will not be a burden to any of you. So that we can't be a burden to any of you. Not when it's time for my children's school fees. I'll come and say, you know, you know, I'm laboring for you people here. It's not good though. God will get angry with you people or the way you're treating your pastor. The way you're treating your pastor is becoming bad. The way you're treating your pastor is becoming bad. It is what you sow that you reap. Oh. What you sow you reap. You reap what is. <laughs> Our brother said no. It's not like that. We didn't behave like that. If this gospel will run speed and cover everywhere, if this gospel will gain rapid speed, if this gospel will spread fast, we must mind this. We must be very careful about this. Very, very careful that we should not eat anyone's bread for free. We shouldn't eat the bread of the people and say, the Lord bless you. We shouldn't eat the bread of the brethren and say, the Lord bless you. Don't you know he bought the bread at the to make gain? Don't you know the business he set up, he set it to make gain? You are using your position as the minister to intimidate. Who told you that? Who told you that? He said, we never did that for once. What was the reason? That the gospel of Christ would do what? Would spread. They guarded the gospel of Christ 
with their life. They guarded it with their life. Even if things are tough for us, we will guard the gospel with our life. We don't want anybody to blame the gospel. We don't want the brethren to blame the gospel. We don't want anybody around to blame the gospel. We don't want them to say anything against the gospel. We labored. We labored for one reason. For what reason? To let our own needs met. We want our own needs to be met through our labor too. We labored. I told them, they say, before, I didn't understand. So before they say, you are in full-time ministry. <laughs> and they say, this one is not in full-time, it's in half-time. <laughs> and when Jesus started dealing with me, he said, don't mind that thing. Don't just mind them all. I called everybody. Everybody's in full time. Everybody's what? In full time. Everybody is in full time. These men are shakers. They are shaking. They are shaking. They just want to be lazy so that they can carry all their trouble and put on the congregation. They just want to be lazy. They have made themselves to become idle people. They don't want to work. They don't want to work. Are they bigger than the apostles that worked? Are they bigger than them? Look at the Bible. He said, we labored and toyed. We labored and did what? And toyed. Working night and day. For what reason, please? That we would not be burdened to any of you. We don't want to be a burden and come and say, brother, I know things are hard. We don't want to be a brother and say, brother, I see how things are going for me. They labored. They labored. For what reason? To see that the gospel will not be hindered. They know that this gospel can be hindered. Any day they keep knocking at people's door. Door. They keep knocking. Brother, brother, give me to eat. Brother, give me to eat. Any day they call the congregation. Contribute for the support of the pastor. They know that it's dangerous. It will make the gospel not to have a free course. Any day they seize a brother and say, be washing car for me. They know it will make the gospel not to have a free course. They understand that. They know all the sins. So they withdrew themselves quietly from it. They stayed and they labored to see that they are not a burden to anybody. So that the gospel can just be flying. Flying. Flying on its own. Can somebody say amen here? Is somebody saying amen here? <laughs> I told God I love this kind. I love this kind. I love this kind of ministers. <laughs> That's why I'm walking. I the walk. Well, well, well. Okay? I the walk. If I don't walk, Honka will kill these children. If I don't walk, Honka will kill them. They will stop going to school. Who will I be begging every day? Every semester for school, I'll beg. For how long will I keep begging? If I keep begging, the gospel will be hindered. Nobody will want to listen to me again. Can we go? Verse 9. So these ministers, majority of them have become a burden to the people of God. A serious burden. That even when they give them, they are murmuring. They are grumbling. Everybody knows, just most of these churches, they know the moon they will say pastor support. I say, if it's me, pastor, I will reject those things. I will say, no, I don't need it. If you see where they are gathering this thing, ah, 
Is anybody with me here? Please, are you people understanding what I'm saying? Remember, what we are discussing about is how this gospel can have records. Do you know there are mistakes I made in the past? God sat me down and said, if you continue like this, this gospel will not have a free course. You have problem. You have a big problem. This gospel you are preaching will be hindered if you go this direction you want to go. And what is the next thing he said? Nine. It is not that we don't have the right to support. We have the right that these people should support us. But we are not talking about right now. We have come to the realization that this right, if we collect it, it will make this gospel not to have a free cost. We know it's our right. That any man who preaches the gospel should live by the gospel. That if we teach you spiritual things, it's not bad for you to give us your material things in return. But they said no. We should labor over their life to become an example. Example of Christ to all of them. In order for these ones not to hinder the gospel of Christ. Because all of them are not the same. Some of them have not grown. Some of them have grown. Majority of them in the church, they don't know what they are saying. But many ministers in expense of the gospel have pursued their right. The support, we must get it by force. They put one side of the scripture. They forgot the example of the apostles. They forgot what Jesus taught them. And it is even better for you to give than to be collecting from people. Jesus said it's better to give than to give. Better to give. Are we saying amen? He said, it is not that we don't have the right to support, but we did it to make ourselves an example to you so that you would imitate us. We did it so that we can become an example to you, that you can begin to imitate us. Heaven knows my prayer is answering me. My heart desire has been, how do I give to my own congregation? I enter here one day. God asked me, what are you doing here? I said, Lord, I kept. He said, don't look for what you will get. Start seeking for what you will give. Start seeking for what you will give. Start seeking for what you will give. Not as if I have not commanded them to give. Start seeking for what to give to them. Not for what you will be collecting from them. No! No! Not to be embarrassing them every day they come to worship. Not to keep telling them, if you have one million, drop it. If you have one million, drop it. Five hundred, drop it. Two hundred, drop it. Come on, we are building this. We are building that. We are building that. Did you ask some of them whether they have eaten or not? Do you know whether some of them have paid the school fees of their children or not? Do you know whether some of them he has money to pay for their rent or not? And they are embarrassing them. Carrying burden, placing on them, upon the burden they are carrying on it. And because many of them are ignorant, they felt if they don't give, ah, God will be angry with them. They can even carry the one that they will use to eat food. They say it's sacrifice. They drop it. If the children want to cry in the house, they just shut up. Don't you know what is sacrifice? God will turn everything for us. Shut up. Daddy, I'm hungry now. I'm hungry. He says, shut up. Sacrifice. The man is foolish. He don't do anything. <laughs> he forgot that the Bible said, a man that cannot provide for his own house is worse than what? An infidel. It's worse than an infidel. That man who can provide for his house and go to the church and drop sacrifice 
is worse than an infidel. He had denied the faith. He had denied the faith. Are we saying amen? He said, this is what we are saying. We want to be an example. Example of that which Jesus taught them. Example of Christ. They want to be an example of Christ. Who was giving? Who was giving? Who said it is better to give than to receive? It is better to give than to receive? I have withdrawn myself among the pastors that are looking for people to give him. I withdrew myself from it. I asked God. God give me I want to give to them. They think that when you start behaving like that, they will not give you. People will still give to you. Listen. The people who discover this one is not fake. They'll say, come. And say, car, we cannot but to give you. God will always meet your needs. He will place burden on people. They have no choice than to give. They thought whenever we speak this truth, we won't get anything. It's a lie. I have discovered it's a lie. And I say, Lord, I break the yoke. I will speak the truth as it is in the Bible. Whether they give me or not. In fact, I discover when the congregation don't give me, that's when God bless me more. Because I'm speaking the truth. He provides for me. He sent me help from every angle. He sent me help from every angle. He meets all my needs according to his own riches in glory. Through his son, Jesus Christ. So that I'll keep on saying the truth that I found in Christ. Verses 10. Verse 10. In fact, when we were with you, this is what we commanded you. If anyone isn't willing to walk, he should not eat. It's not my nurse pastor. They didn't say my nurse minister. So, can somebody agree with me? Please, can somebody agree with me? Did they say my nurse ministers? No, did this scripture say my nurse ministers? If anyone didn't want to walk, my friend, he should go hungry. When he goes hungry, he will sit down and think. It's because the congregation is still bringing Gary. That's why he's behaving like that. By the time all of them refuse to bring Gary, hunger deal with him for one week. He will look for work. <laughs> My friend, I am working. Listen, pastors, I am working. I am working. Alright? I am working. I want to create... Listen, what I'm planning, if you understand it, I want to create things, create and create again. Money will be coming from every angle so that my children can come to my house and give them food. If you say you're a daddy, what is the work of a daddy? A daddy should be the one that provides for the children. Stop! Pastor, stop. I'm a daddy. So what is the work of a daddy? If your children are crying, there's no food. What are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> no, what are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to do? If your children say no food, no food, you should provide for them. Provide for them. So the daddy we see today is the daddy that the children feed. <laughs> Daddy's in the Lord. Let the children stop feeding you, ladders. Feed them too. The Bible said, as equality, when you feed them, they will feed you. Is it not when you have fed your children and they grow? When you have fed them, both spiritually and physically, they grow up. Is it not true? They will start doing what? Feeding you. Now, can you say, I have fed you spiritually alone, and physically the ones come and say there's hunger, he say, get out. I feed you spiritual, feed you physical, everything, you're a flesh boy. <laughs> so both spiritual and physical. Father, be ready to feed. The children will in turn do what? Feedback. 
they will in turn feedback. When they see your heart for them, you can't be in need. They will be sensitive to your needs. They will be super sensitive to your needs. When you need, they won't talk to you. They won't talk. They will just walk around and see there is a need. They will go out and carry that thing and drop it. Because they know you have lived the life. By what? Example. By what? By example. By example. And not preaching the other side alone. I will say amen. Please, is somebody understand what I'm saying here? Can somebody understand what I'm saying? That was the example of Christ. Jesus had to empty himself for the apostles. He emptied himself for the world. And then returned. Don't you see how men love him? Was he asking them? He was giving until he gave his life. Today, don't you see men dying for him? The apostles died for him. People are still dying for Christ up to tomorrow. Can someone understand what I'm saying here? Listen, I have never had a problem. I have always told God, help me to remain strong in this part. Let me remain strong in this part. Let me keep allowing the gospel to do what to spread. Which other scripture? He saying, Father, when we are with you, this is what we commanded you. If anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat, including pastors and everybody. Nobody is exempted from this world. We don't want to work hard. Both spiritually, physically, you won't let the congregation work. The woman is laboring from morning to night. She finished laboring. You were sleeping in your house as a minister of the gospel. Even the Bible that you claim that God called you to be preaching, you have not even labored in the world to preach them. And you wait for them to go and get from their labor and sweat and give you. And you will eat. God say you are committing sin. Repent. Repent. You are committing sin. Repent. Verse 11. For we hear that there are some among you who work irresponsibly, not working at all, but interfering with the work of others. Irresponsible. Irresponsible. So many responsible men who have seen in the body of Christ occupying pulpit. So many responsible men who have seen occupying pulpit. Occupying pulpit. They have made their brain to be blocked. They are not reasoning. They are not reasoning. I sit down every day I'm thinking what to create. What to create so that money can flow. I want to have in my list up to 50 students I'm paying. I'm teaching you what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking in my mind. I want to have 50 students I am paying their school fees. In my list, 50 students on scholarship through work, through work, through work, through work, through work. That is my desire. My desire is to see myself build house and ask people to go and stay there. Free of charge. That is my desire. That is my desire. It's not for what I will grab and put in my pocket. No. That is the cheapest way for you to lack. That is the cheapest way for you to remain in lack forever. That's the cheapest way. The cheapest way. They told me about a man of God that called a brother and said, can he raise one million naira for them? That the children want to go to abroad for summer. Ah. <laughs> he should raise one million. And the wife of the woman was telling my wife, they said, oh God, we no see even one million naira. Now the young man enter into trouble. 
he doesn't have nothing. The children to eat for trouble. To the extent that the school are the children to leave. This is a man that labored 24 hours in the church there. He labors 24 hours in the church there. He told me at the time they called him 1 a.m. that there's a problem in the church, in the building. He's an architect. He had to start his car 1 a.m. and be risen to the church. He will walk and walk and walk till the following day. Only for him to return. There is need in his own home. He said no food. He said to me at the time he wanted to commit suicide. It was the brother-in-law that called him and said relocate to Lagos. Where is the church he has been laboring all this while? Where is the church? Where is the pastor that calls him? 1 p.m. Where is him? Where is him? All of his children is abroad. Going to school. The best of the schools. The best of everything. All of them, they are there. And the man is suffering with the wife. They say it was too bad. Too bad. And that's where they have struggled all their life. They dropped their life, their money, their time, their everything. Serving pastor, serving everybody, serving... Ah! And we see our brother talking to us. For we hear that there are some among you who walk irresponsibly, not walking at all, but interfering with the work of others. Interfering with the work of others. So how do they interfere? I am called full-time ministry. If they call you full-time ministry, go and sit down. Go and sit down and be reading Bible. Okay? I read Bible, but the Bible teach me what to do. When I read, Bible will tell me do this. If I read another one, it will tell me do that. If I read another one, it will tell me do that. I've always told my wife, I don't have only you and these children. My family is enlarging every day. My family is enlarging every day. Don't you see my children coming to the house to eat food? So there's more be food in this house. Let them not come here and tell them there's no food. I don't want to hear that. Let them come and eat food. So we are trying to enlarge. And we have to do something so that the enlargement can come. Verse 12. Now we command and exhaust such people by the Lord Jesus Christ that quietly walking they may eat their own bread. That quietly walking, they may eat. It's not walk by fight. No. This walk I'm talking about had never hindered me from studying my Bible. It's a quiet walk. He had never hindered me from studying the word of God. He never hinders me from counseling the people. It's a quiet one. Quiet one in the sense is calculative. The one God asked me to do is the one I'm doing what I'm doing. Not trying to move into selling crawfish, selling sure you will work yourself out of the plans of God for your life. But that one God asks you to do, even if I have 30 million, 30 million in my hands now, I can't jump into anything. I will quietly cool down and say, Lord, which one will I do? The one that will not clash with your program for my life. But whether I will do something, okay, I will do something. I will do something. <laughs> So every day I think. So I read Bible, I think. Tell your neighbor, read Bible and think. He said they are shocking. They deliberately decided to be what? Lazy. They deliberately decided to be what? Lazy people. They don't want to walk. He want me not to walk, I go walk. So that I can preach the gospel freely. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to walk. 
We have to walk. I am thinking about so many things. I'm thinking, what do I do? What do I do to feed them? It's not to build house. They are all hungry. And you are building glass house. I say, come and see. You put it in Facebook. Put it everywhere. If Jesus come, would that house be there? It will not melt. It will melt off. He will ask you, how many people did you feed that are hungry? That came to you? How many people that are sick that you could take to the hospital and pay off their bill? And they treat them, they return back again. Are we shouting amen now? Please, are we saying a better amen? amen? So, God began to speak to us. Verses 13. I'll stop in verse 13 today. Now, he said, Brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. So, even in this we are saying, He is not telling you to grow weary in giving, even to ministers. He said, don't still grow weary in doing good. I never tell you not to give to them. I never say you shouldn't do even that which God has commanded. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But I am saying that anything that will make the gospel of Christ not to have a free course, what will I do? I leave it to go. I can't fight for my right. I let the right go. I will not come and occupy the pulpit. I'm supposed to you to form Christ in them. I'll be busy talking about needs. I don't even need to occupy them with the need of the church. We need to go and pray and ask God to help us. To send help for his work. To send help for his work. The time I come to this place should be the time to prepare the people of God, show them the kingdom, teach them about Christ, that Christ be formed in their lives. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? When it is time for them to give, I will teach them the principles of God. The correct principles of God and lead them. I will yet encourage them not to be weary in well what? In well doing. In doing good at all times. Don't be weary in paying your tithes. Don't be tired in giving your offerings. Don't be tired in funding the projects of the church. Don't be tired in giving to the ministers. But as we give it, let's not make it to be the one that will hinder the gospel. As we charge them, let's not place a burden, our own burden, the burden of the work on them. So that they will not be overburdened. Let's not place it on them. Let us go and pray for them and ask God to bless them. Let's go and labor and ask God that this gospel will have a free course. That no one will wake up among them and point at me and say, Pastor, you are cheating us. Pastor, you collected something from me last time. You didn't pay back. Pastor, you are paying games on us. You called for offering last time and said we are going to build this. Eventually, we didn't build it. Because I want to use the money for my own private use. And these are things we are seeing in the body of Christ today. That has made many even to be weary in doing good. Many of them have decided to walk away from the church. Many people have decided to close their ears to the gospel of Christ. Many people felt duped in the church. Many people felt that they have been cheated. They have been deceived. Many people felt that the church has become an organization. A group where you must come and contribute before you become a member. Can somebody stand at the pulpit and say, before you can be a member of the body of Christ, you must be a tighter. Somebody say, before you can be a member of the church, you must fill a form. They will carry a form and give to you and say, fill. Where have you heard that in the Bible? 
Where is it written? Let them show me. Where the apostles say that for you to be a member here, you must fill a form. And we must check your tight booklet. And we must know the group you belong to. We have never seen that. And our brother say, you must not be weary in doing good. Even as we won't be weary in doing good, we must look at the truth. And remember the major issue we are discussing is for the gospel of Christ to have a free course. Anything that is hindering the gospel of Christ from having a free course, we must do what? We must put it aside. We must put it aside. And make sure we walk orderly with who? With Christ. We must walk orderly as we look at the examples of the apostles. Are we saying amen? I ask the Lord here to help me. I don't want to see my children in pains. I don't want to see them in pains. I want to see everyone and each of us labor together, go toward the same direction, follow the scriptures, and I want God to bless us so mightily that we will behave like the apostles of old. The Bible said they share everything what in common. He said there was a time there's no one among them who is poor again. Hallelujah. No one among them who is see that is poor again. That's what I want to see. That's where I'm laboring. I have to labor to grow you first. Can you talk to God now? Ask God to talk to you. Our brother say, we have to labor. Come on, we have to labor. There's nothing like you're in full-time ministry. Okay? Everybody is in full-time. The lawyer is in full-time. The doctor is in full-time. In school, you're in full-time. Remember, full-time ministry. Preach somebody there. If you come back home, preach. You're still in full-time. Full-time. So don't tell me you won't walk home. Don't tell me you won't walk. You're in full-time. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. Can you pray today and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. As a child of God, I will go down to work. No excuses. I will not be shaking. I will not be lazy anymore. I will not be deliberately lazy. If the one you are doing is not enough, ask God to help you to do another one. There's another business you can add to that one. So that the needs can be met. So that the bills you are paying, it can be met. If people keep helping you, helping you, helping you, that the place they will help you up to, they will start getting tired. They will start getting tired. Can you pray today and say, Lord, help me. I will not deliberately be lazy. No lazy man should be eating food. He said, he that won't work should not eat food. He should stop eating. He should stop eating. Whether you are a pastor, whether you are anything, if you don't want to walk, stop eating. If you are dependent on communication, stop eating. Stop eating. It should work. Yet we know the couple can say bless you. But first God never says you should go and start sleeping. Depending on congregation. Burdening them. You buy shoe without pain. You buy toothpaste without pain. You buy granite without pain. You can't carry without pain. You get soup without pain. Almost everything, the clothes you are wearing, you didn't pay. From the brethren in the church, you are collecting all the sins. From the brethren in the church, you are collecting all the sins. Without paying 10 naira. And they won't ask you because you are their pastor. <gasps> Some of the wife of the congregation are bringing you food you are eating, free of charge. Free of charge. Even when they have not given their own husband. Free of charge. And you are eating. If you finish eating, you say, I bless you. No! God says you should stop eating. Stop eating food. Stop. 
go down to work. Don't use the gospel as an excuse. Don't say the gospel is the reason why I'm not working because I'm called for full time. No! It's not true. Go down to work. Go down to work. We know the gospel that they called you to preach is a work. But when you have not gotten what you should get for you to feed your family, feed your children, and you are depending on the congregation, no, you are getting drunk. You get angry at the pulpit, you are embarrassing and harassing them. Brethren, are you working? Are you getting down to work? Why do you feel that their children cannot work now? Who told you they can't work? He said, whatever your hand finds them to do, do it with all your mind. Do it with all your mind. As you read the scripture, read it with all your mind. As you get the job to do, do it with all of your mind. It will put money in your pocket. Nobody will molest you. You preach the gospel. The gospel will have a free course. Nobody will point a crazy thing on you that you are owing him. Or that you collected anything from him. If you want to go and preach, they will say, shut up. What are you preaching? Go and pay. Contempt. The Bible said, we are slaves to anyone we are owing. The Bible said, anyone you are owing, you are slave to the person. You are slave to the person. Let us free ourselves today. Lord, thank you. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting. Connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Suit E23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090. 6022330 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.